Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows, Ryan Hendrick, Kevin Delp, Melissa Delp, Ryan Pills, and Psychic Larry in the house. We've got a full house tonight. Actually, a bunch of other people are playing board games while we're here working hard, bringing you the content so that you can know about stuff, board games, (laughs) and experience the content. (laughs) All the great things that you've always wanted to know about. Tonight, we are going to be talking about some of the games that we've been playing. We have a couple episode sponsors we want to give a shout out to. We're going to talk about some of those Kickstarters that are hot right now. And then I think we're actually going to play a game on the show, which you at home can play along with. It's going to be a great time. Let's get started by just talking about some of the games that we've gotten to the table most recently. Anybody playing anything fun that they want to chat about? What do you got, Kevin and Melissa? Uh, we played uh, Perspectives from Space Cowboys. This is a sort of mystery game, murder mystery. Well, I have to say murder mystery, but it's a mystery game that's sort of like the unlocks or the other games in that genre. But it, less of an escape room and more of a solving a crime yeah, game. There you go. And uh, the game has a whole brand new like mechanic, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the game is very communic you have to communicate with your teammates it's cooperative you're all trying to solve the mystery but you all each person only has a few pictures in front of them and you have to communicate what's on those pictures to the your um your part your party your team like privacy shields what are we yeah so it's, it's just pictures that like cards that you're just holding and you're yeah holding. you hold the cards other players don't see them and you have to communicate what you see and what other people see and how are they different or how does it they work together to make a storyline or be able to answer the question like who stole the painting or who shot so-and-so or what time did the thing happen? Mm-hmm. And so you're all communicating and you have to be observant and communicate what you observe at the same time. So there was definitely one of the cases that we were Oh, if we were able to observe a little bit better what we saw on the cards, I think it would have been a little more helpful for the team. But uh, everyone did it. I mean, I think we all enjoyed the game and we played it at like four or five and six players. So there's three cases in the box plus a tutorial and we've played all the cases now. So not replayable. It, it is. is not replayable for the people for you but it's replayable like you could pass it on okay because it's literally just cards in the in the box and there's each case has like four acts so each act you're getting 12 different like picture cards that you're passing around and trying to solve different uh parts of the case and they're specifically you're supposed to answer certain questions that the case gives you yeah one of the interesting things is once you deal the cards out so with Higher player counts, you may only have about two cards each. And you're describing what you're seeing, and you get to, as a team, decide one card to put down on the table for everyone to see. So you're also trying to figure out what piece of information 
is going to be most helpful for other people to decipher what they have hmm. in their hands. And some of the cases we might have security cam footage and I have the front door at 10 o'clock and Kevin has the front door at 10.05 and someone else yeah. has the back door at 10 o'clock. And so you're trying to piece together, oh, there's a broken window at 10.10, but not at 10.05. So kind of like piecing the things together or I have employee records with fingerprints. Other people have rooms with fingerprints on items. So we're trying to describe the swirly <laughs> fingerprints. Like this one's kind of wavy to the left and then makes a sharp right. Um, yep. So a lot of communication. Is there turn order in the game nope. or is it just free for all communication? Free for all see all if communication. We can it out. So we did Ooh, find right. but that when we were six players, it was a, to me, it was a little much because everyone wanted to give information, which you do. You want to give helpful information. Yeah. But I do think maybe like four, three or four is probably the sweet spot for this game. Um, I would say if you're like one or two, to me, it's, it would actually, I would think, make it a little too easy because you have way have, too yeah. much information. But at one or two, you may not be able to be as observant because you're looking at a lot of so stuff. So many things. So, and I would say personally, I would rank these as uh, case one was my favorite, case three was my second favorite, and case two was my like, least favorite oh. of the of the of the bunch i mean it was okay but i think case one was just like wow this is amazing what they did with with it so, interesting yeah cool stuff sounds intriguing well at game night last week i got to play a message from the stars for the first time oh yeah i i switched while you guys did the playthrough i was like oh that looks like a really great game <laughs> uh, i've been playing a linguistic focused game on at a video game so i was like oh this is sort of the same thing not really tell us but, about your video game <clears throat> it's called chance of sonar so everybody <laughs> about totally it. Wanted to please go check it out it's amazing uh but anyway chance from of sonar sonar yeah it's he like was telling me about it before situation. the podcast yeah anyway all that to say a message from the stars was a lot of fun uh if you think that it sounds fun i didn't say anything about it <laughs> check it out our playthrough also at game night i got to play planet b from z-man games i hadn't heard about this game but uh it was a lot of fun you play as corrupt governors like terraforming and uh colonizing a new planet and you got to balance you know being corrupt versus uh appeasing the people keeping them happy and uh i don't know what it was but i just really excelled at corruption <laughs> and i won the game so we wonder uh, why yeah i felt uh Really good about this game. Really good about being. I don't know what it was. All that pent up rage, Ryan. It was one of these things where I was like, "I've got fifty points. How many do you have? You have ten. How do you only have ten points? So many do you get?" But it was a lot of fun. And then Katie and I have been playing a lot of Kinfire Chronicles. Oh yeah, Night's Fall. Because we have a review coming out. It should be out by the time this airs. Uh, and it has been a lot of fun. I saw that there was a new Kinfire thing coming out in November 21st. I was like, awesome. Maybe we'll get this. It'll be like additional uh, the Dell snares or something. Yeah, it's coming. not the same game. Ah. It's different. Sorry, Just Ryan. in the same universe. Tricked so you. still mm. interested, not as interesting. Mm, interesting. <laughs> but uh, Kinfire Chronicles has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been interesting because it's a deck building cooperative game. Um, and when you build your deck, you basically you have 18 cards. Nine of them are actions, and the other nine are cards specifically paired with those nine. 
So each action has a boost card that you can play on somebody else's turn if they play a certain color. And so you really have to, as you are building your deck, weigh like how useful is this action going to be and the boost because the action's amazing. The boost is just trash. It's going to water down my hand. And then I don't need this color. Like you are required to have so many blues, reds, and greens, but then your boost might be a different color. It might be a wild. It might be some sort of blend, and then it might just totally throw you off. So you have to be very specific about what cards you're going for. I'm trying to build a ranged build with a lot of wild cards because when you're out of combat, a lot of times to determine whether or not you succeed at something, you draw off your deck until you draw so many reds or non-reds or something. So if you've got wilds, you do really well. So I'm trying to exceed, succeed, excel at the non-combat situations and then be able to do ranged in combat. And Katie's trying to go for like this tanky uh, leadership role. And it's, it's been working out pretty well. Is she well. the orc lady? Yeah, she's the orc lady. Um, we The tutorial starts you off and runs you through like the first two uh, turns and immediately deals you a bunch of damage, but it's all in the tutorial. You have to do it. And so we lost the tutorial. <laughs> Katie said it was the hardest tutorial she's ever played. <laughs> yeah. So we talk about a little bit of that in our video. So go check it out. That's what I've played. Excellent. Sarah and I had the opportunity to play Virtual Revolution from Hachette Studios, and it was interesting. I'm not a huge area control game player in general like i'll play one if it's interesting this game looks like it's going to be an area control game we put it on the table all the districts are laid out you've got all the hexes inside that you're trying to take control of you've got workers that you place out and they're putting influence on you know all the different spaces and when you get control of them you'll get bonuses throughout the course of the game however the last the first time that we played the game i won the game with way less area control than she did the second time we played the game, she crushed us and had one burrow or whatever to her name. I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting twist because it looks like you should go heavy in on the area control. However, in the game, you have a lot of different options. It's really almost a tableau builder. You've got a board, which is actually really well laid out. It helps walk you through every part of your turn just through simple iconography. And then you've got places at the top where you're going to be recruiting helpers to give you their one-time abilities each round. You can uh, retire those guys to get them in-game scoring, or you can kind of do the bonus thing you were talking about, a different game, but uh, you can tuck them underneath your actions to, to make your actions more powerful. And then you've also got these... I guess the whole, first off, let me back up. Have you guys ever heard of this movie? Apparently, Virtual Revolution was a movie in 2016 sci-fi thriller they're in like a virtual reality world the writer and the director of that movie is the same guy and he's the designer of this video game so he's like all in on virtual revolution world the board game yeah you said video game i i, I meant movie is what i meant did i say video game movie movie came out in 2016 cool that this guy wrote directed and now designed a video game for so Design a video game or a board I don't game? Know. I don't know what he's designed. <laughs> That's what we get. I get jealous of Ryan talking about video games a second ago. <laughs> 
The board game. You said yeah. it all. I've said it all. All the words and the comic book. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that exists or not. But uh, it's a pretty rich world. It's got a lot of cool stuff going on it. The game itself is deceptively not an area control game. It's a lot of other things going on. And we've had a good time playing it. We taught it to some people at game night. And one of the players was, uh, I was asking her, like, what kind of games do you normally play? And she was like, you know, Scrabble, Uno. I was like, oh, <laughs> you may hate this. <laughs> However, she did great. She came in last place, but she did a really good job. She understood everything. She played the game well. She looked like she was having a lot of fun. Um, she told us at the end that she did have fun. I don't think we were lying. Uh, so it was a good time. She wasn't like the person that left. <laughs> in the we middle did. of the game so we did tell her that story which may have forced her to stay that's hilarious <laughs> we had a game night last two months ago or whatever and i don't remember which did we talk about it on the podcast yeah one of the guys hid out in the, the bathroom and never returned because <laughs> the game was too heavy <laughs> so i warned her straight up when she said that i told her the story and i was like if you want out now like you can don't have you don't feel like you have to hide you can just let us know and she was like no i want to play it looks fun so uh, it was a good time it was a really good time uh, Anna and I played Trolls and Princesses, and we had a lot of fun with that one. It's a worker placement game, but it's interesting because one of the mechanics is, you know, a lot of the time with worker placement games, you'll put your guys out there and then you collect them the end of the season, the end of the round, whatever that looks like. Uh, in Trolls and Princesses, they stay where they are, and if you want to put your troll where something's full, you just bump someone else's troll. So you can place your things wherever they need to go, really whenever you need to do them. But basically the game is you building up your cavern, collecting resources, uh, stealing princesses and church bells and switching babies with your changelings, stuff like that. So it's... uh, I, I mean, gosh, it, it sounds like a crazy like party game, but no, it's it's no. from Game Brewer and it's a pretty meaty worker placement looking. game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so we we had some friends over and we we had a blast with it. We had a lot of fun. So uh, that was that was one that we played, and then we had a game night a few weeks ago, and uh, I ran Blood on the Clock Tower games, and there were three of them, and one of them was eight people, another was nine, and another was seven. So it was less people, which was kind of interesting because I. I've always done it on the stream with 13 to 15. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a different dynamic, but it was hilarious. The first game, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, you know, just a lot of family were playing together. And family murder is always the best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So at the beginning of the game, every, the, the, of the eight people, three or four of them were given false information. It just happened that way. And so they are working with all of this false information First night goes by, second night comes up, they're talking about all the information, and it's crazy because they have all of this stuff, and everything they're saying is wrong. (laughs) And yet they still found the killer and just won the game on the second night. (laughs) It was one of the weirdest, I mean, it was one of those things where as a story, as the, uh, as the storyteller, you want the game to go as long as possible, but I was just laughing too hard. It's like, how did you do that? So anyway, it's just it's a fun game that always surprises. When you know the family, you just read right through. No, he had no idea what he was doing, but he did it anyway. So uh, me and Jonah have been plowing through Lost Runes of Arnak. Uh, we finished that up. Uh, the expansion, the Missing Expedition, uh, it has a cooperative two-player um campaign portion that it adds to the game which was super fun it adds so many uh different choices um it adds different uh type of gameplay goals i mean obviously you're still going up the track and you're still 
exploring and digging at different sites. Um, but there's a lot more uh, different type of gameplay as you do those specific actions. So it was super fun. Uh, we loved I, I liked playing with playing through it. Um, we talked about it on our October favorites, um, but it was it was great. And we should have a video coming out soon on overview of it or review of it. So check it out. The Lost Ruins of Arnak, the missing expedition. Let's not miss a beat. Let's go ahead and jump into our sponsor. Shout out. Crushing <laughs> 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 it. This episode is sponsored by Crafting Kingdoms. They have a Kickstarter running right now for board game gear essentials, the adventurer bag, and playmats. So they have a bag with lots of different designs that you can choose from, so patterns and uh, color schemes for this board game bag. The bag also has different configurations where you can have it with straps or it can um, have a handle, lots of different compartments in the bag that you can adjust based on whether you have small games or large games. So it is um, customizable. Versatile, yes, <laughs> customizable. Thank you, guys. Words fail me. So it says that it has six ways to carry it. Uh, it can even have wheels if you want it to uh, roll. Lots of different designs. In addition to the game bag, they also have game mats. So they have those in different colors and sizes based on your needs. And then in addition to just regular game mats, they have mats with a twist. And that twist is a light strip edge. So the edging of the mat has lights in it. It looks cool. I saw pictures. So anyway, this is the name of the campaign is Board Game Gear Essentials, the Adventurer Bag and Playmats from Crafting Kingdoms. They do look super cool, actually. I didn't anticipate wanting another board game bag. <laughs> I, I have plenty. And I saw these ones and I was like, ooh, they are cool. <laughs> All right, let's look at some other cool stuff in our Kickstarter conniption. Kickstarter Conniption! This episode, we are talking about three games coming to crowdfunding, and I think we're going to have Psychic Larry start us off. All right. Uh, coming on November 14th is a Deceased, a zombie side game spelled D C E A S E E D, because uh, you are playing with uh, DC heroes in this game. Uh, who have well? You're playing with the DC heroes who have not been corrupted yet Ooh. by the anti-life virus. Uh, so just like other zombie side games, you are should I say zombie side or zombie side? <laughs> it's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> anyway, that doesn't matter. So like those other games, uh, you all obviously have different mission objectives. You're going through. You're trying to. Defeat the zombies that are coming out every round, um, as well as rescue the bystanders. Um, and ultimately, you have to take down uh, your former superhero pals who have been corrupted by this anti-life virus. So it looks 
kind of cool. They have all these miniatures. Uh, this game is by Simon for one to six players. Um, so obviously Simon has a lot of miniatures for you to paint. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're playing with your heroes like Batman and Green Arrow, um, Wonder Woman, The Flash, all those different kinds of players. Um, and it looks kind of cool if you're a zombie side fan zombicide fan uh you may want to check this out coming to kickstarter on november the 14th will you got something i do i'm looking at the game wish coming from silver bow games uh it's a game from designer vanton vanton with a capital n at the end i don't know how you say that vanton uh, it's from uh it's being illustrated by the miko and it looks cool this is a one to four player it looks to be a worker placement style game you are um a gin a d-j-i-n-n gin a genie and you are trying to fulfill the wishes of different territories out on the board so you've got this huge map on the board or a bunch of different areas and you can send out your workers to collect gems i think you're going to be scoring victory points in the game by having um like fulfilling these wish cards so i'm assuming they're showing different requirements for icons and items that you're going to be trying to collect uh this is the type of game that has a bunch of cool little components so it's got all those crystal gem looking pieces and it's got wooden um monuments that you're going to construct you've got uh your gin characters look like they're on like the semi-transparent plastic standee things uh on the table it just looks bright and fun when the micho's involved it's going to be a good looking game so it looks like it says that it's like a two weight on bgg so probably a lightish weight middleweight family weight um area movement area influence worker placement style game and it looks pretty sharp if you like that type of game and that type of art especially check out wish kevin what are you looking at uh on the opposite side of the spectrum this is a very heavy game this is a special edition of food chain magnet yes it's a two to four hour game and this is coming actually from lucky duck games and they're bringing it to game found november 14th Uh, it has new artwork graphic design components with new miniatures and a storage solution in the box and the special edition is planned as a one-off print run no retail release coming so if you want this edition a uh, food chain food chain magnet which has been out for a while but this is you know, the special edition then check it out from lucky duck coming on november 14th now i did want to add one more that i remembered as we were doing our podcast there is a campaign currently going on with our friend berkey from game toppers hey. and uh his campaign's going i think all the way up to like thanksgiving i, th- I believe and you know, larry's shaking his head yes <laughs> and uh larry and uh amy and i did a video uh, that we have on our YouTube channel that you can check out for a lot of the new stuff that Game Toppers 4.0 is sharing. And they have new game mats, and they have a new leg kit that's a little shorter. Uh, they have stuff for, um, oh, like for a bag solution, like a storage solution for your bags. Or not for your bags, for your mats. Um, and then the other thing was the topper, the Game Topper Topper. Game Topper Topper? Like topper, a topper, topper for your game topper? What do you call that? The dining, the dining topper. The cover. Dining covers. The dining cover. Which Larry actually has one, but it seems like they have another one for their bigger table, it sounded like, for the campaign. Yeah, they added the new size for the Mycroft before it was just the home size uh, that they had the dining cover. So now they have the Mycroft. 
And yeah, they're super nice and super convenient if you only want to have one table in your house <laughs> to yeah. game and eat on. Okay, I have a question. I haven't seen this product yet, although I've heard about it. My kids are like small animals. When you eat on it, if you spill a drink, is it like patented wake-away technology? Like how do you not end up with liquid on your game underneath? So the dining covers are interlocking. Yeah, Larry has so a small child. Inter- they interlock together. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say necessarily that they're waterproof. So if you dump like a ton of liquid on there, it might seep through a little bit. But they do interlock, so it does hold the liquid out a good bit. Like if you just spill something accidentally, wipe it up, you'll be good to go as long as it's not just in there, you know, sitting there. Do your kids leave spills? <laughs> Hopefully not. These are the things people need to know. <laughs> and that's also what tablecloths are for. <laughs> yes, oh, tablecloths yeah, do help. If you, have a, <laughs> if you have a tablecloth on there, you'd be good to go. For sure. All set. All right, excellent. One other game that I didn't get to talk about at the beginning, because I was saving it till now, is a new little party game that I got to play this week with my family. And we had a great time with it. The game is called You Can't Say Um. Seems like a simple enough game. Describing weird things without er, uh, hesitating from uh, Big Potato Games. So I thought we'd try a couple rounds here on the show. (laughs) We got it. First off, it's really funny because I was like paying attention to how many ums I said during my uh, Kickstarter thing. And I was like, I'm so going to lose this game. But then (laughs) Kevin said like seven ums during his review. So I was like, oh, maybe I stand a chance. We'll be all all right. All right. So in this game, it's a very simple setup. You've got two teams. Maybe us three and you three. Sounds good. And uh, you can see that in the audience, right? (laughs) So that is Will, Larry, and Ryan Pills on one team. And then Kevin, me, and Ryan (laughs) H. Other other. Ryan. The other Ryan. We have original Ryan and other Ryan. They both are O-Ryans. O-Ryan. O-Ryans. In this game, you are going to have a clue giver who is going to be giving clues from both the A deck and the B deck. They're not related in any way, and the clues that you give don't have to be related, but they are just different random words like Um, puddle and burping. And so when you give clues, you can't say those words, obviously. You're allowed to give them in any order to your teammates to get them to guess them, but you're not allowed to move on to the next set of clues until they've guessed both Both of the clues that you have. If at any time during your clue giving time, the other team hears you say, um, or any other verbal clutter, you're allowed to say like, and it, you know, one of the things that we ran into yesterday was I would say like, this is the name of, uh, and I wasn't saying, uh, I was saying like the letter, the word a, like this is the name of a uh, character. So you gotta be careful on which dings you give. Sure. But if you say, um, or, er, or whatever, give a ding and then immediately move your colored your team's color token on the cool little fold out scoreboard that's All neon right. pink and black I don't know we'll get this far in this example because we'll just play a couple of rounds. But in the real game, there are yellow spaces that are on the I scoreboard. And whenever you get to one of those yellow spaces, nope, close, oh. <laughs> you would reveal uh, one of the pre-selected additional rules oh, no. that you laid down at the beginning of the game. So the first couple rounds are easy. But yeah, it starts to get harder where you have to do... A lot of the clues are things like you can't say any words that start with a specific letter. Oh, no. Golly. Right. Which, no. Is, which is hard to keep track of for both people, which is crazy. Wow. Uh, but then a lot of them are also fun things like stand up and then sit down after every correct guess. Or <laughs> you can't say certain words like you can't say like or you can't say the word word. So are you guys going first? I guess so. Okay, because we, we, we got the buzzer ready. Can you hear this on there? You have to give high fives to each other, stuff like that. Can you hear that on I, I'm sure you can. It'll pick it up. Okay. Sounds good. Right. This is a It'll real dinger in the... Yeah, heavy duty metal 
Yeah. Dinging bell. An um dinger. An um, um dinger. All right, I'm going to let Larry go first because I already have experience oh, not saying God. um. He wasn't ready. <laughs> All right, try not this to knock these whole decks over. All right. All right, they're going to turn over the timer. timer and I think you're allowed to look at the words, but before you say anything. Okay. All right, here we go. Two. Three, two, one. This is someone who is all by themselves. Yes, they kind of. It? No, but they feel this way. They feel. Lonely. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are we? Are we black or pink? That one. Oh, you guys have time. Keep going. Uh, this is a cowboy uses this. Okay, I'd, um, nope. He uses. A saddle. Rope. It kind of. Uh, you can use it First. to sting people. Whip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Two new ones. You got oh, my seconds. goodness. Hurry. Uh, cook Wait. toast in it. Oh, that's toast. part of the word. <laughs> you can blow this up a like balloon. a, yes, but uh, when you blow the balloon up, it's called inflatable. Oh, so we got one point. <laughs> you only get one point yeah, for two? Right, yes. Oh, my, Lanta. There were some dings that I couldn't I tell why they were dinging them. Oh, <laughs> did they get a lot of points over there? Yeah. We he, got three. He, was he saying, said um three times. Um and uh. Oh, I don't know. He yeah. Said, uh, we're no, trying to guess, so it's hard to pay attention when they're... All right, guys, I'll do I'm my best. Yeah, all. all right, you doing first, Ryan? I'm doing first. Okay. All right. Timer in three, two, one. Facial hair. Beard. Mustache. Opposite of weak. Strong. Strong. Come on, get some ums. <laughs> A toy, blank Armstrong. Stretch. Except. Neil. Add a letter to the end of it. Stretchy. Uh, chicken. Little. You're at McDonald's, you get chicken. Nuggets. You use this to help wash the dishes in your soap. sink. Soap. Uh, washcloth. Close. Keep going. Towels. It's porous. Sponge. Yes, and when you have water on the ground and you step on it, it can be... Splash. Puddle. Messy. But but you Um, fall because of it. Slippery. There we go. Time's up. Good job. We got three points, (laughs) Four strong clues. I liked it. Not nearly any dings. Ryan was so controlled. There was... Only there was no verbal clutter, just the words. There was he that needed. one time I did one that. ding. There was, was that enough. one. Every time that I've won this game, it's been because the other team <laughs> said does. um on their turn. <laughs> you get down to that final round, you get nervous, and then you mess up four times in a row. Hey, we passed the yellow, so oh, do, do we wanna, get? Do you want a new rule? So Let's get the new rules. Wait, on their turn, they get their new rules. Yeah, okay, they do. We were supposed to pick three rules at the beginning. We were supposed to pick draw six and pick three. Any of those good ones? Not, not ones that move or anything. I was going to give you the one that says you have to mime out the word, but that seems like it wouldn't be great for a podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, are you ready? Sure. On my team, Ryan? Yes. You got a yeah, bell? Good clues, Ryan. Who's doing the time? Don't. I will do the time. Let's, not, let's not force the time. Just give us clues. Oh, no, we got to do the time. <laughs> Three, two, one, go! Fingers in your ribs. Tickle. Adjective. Ticklish. Tickler. Tickly. <laughs> Cold Fingers down your back. Ribs. Chill. Chilly. Chillish. Ice cube. On your back? <laughs> Ghost. Hunter. Halloween. Scary. Costume. Like uh, scary. Spooky. Nice. Oink. Pig. Pig? Oh, baby. Nice. Crushing it. Gonzalez. Speedy. Mind. Control. Games. Head. Space. Morgan. <clears throat> <laughs> Strong bad. 
character sunglasses. Old star Marzipan. So, so strong. What strong? Sound. Uh, three. I was like, <laughs> so dangerous. Done. Dangerous. <laughs> dangerous is the word. No, it was dangerous. dangerous. I was like, that I was... can't think of how to do it. <clears throat> strong bad. It worked. I was like, I don't know. I'm not even dangerous. Dangerous is good. I wasn't ever going to guess it from no, Strong Bad. I, I, know. I, was like, I, I can't think of that guy is dangerous. dangerous. Oh, I'm going. I feel like we did pretty well. We got three I was waiting for Kevin to give no us the odds. thumbs. What's the new rule? We did do well. Your new well, rule is you have to make eye contact with a teammate. Is that hard? I don't know. <laughs> Stare into Melissa's eyes. <laughs> It won't be creepy at all. <laughs> oh, it so looks Kevin's allowed to. <laughs> Three, two, go. Scottish instrument. Bagpipes. Not diligent. Sleepyhead. Lazy, lethargic. Okay. Wow, fast. Monkey. Sling poop. Orangutan. <laughs> Spider monkey. monkey. Phrase. Monkeying around, uh, goofing off. Face, facial, facial feature. Lips. <laughs> Skip. Skip. Toy down the steps. Slinky. Cheeky. Cheeky. Whoa! Oh! I saw that one. Oh, oh, yeah. Cheeky. <laughs> Breakfast food. Cereal, Time. bacon, sausage, Time. pancakes, Time. French toast. You, when she lifted it up, I saw the C. I was like, all I saw was the C. I was you like, oh, cheeky, God. Kevin. You gotta be cheeky. I don't know. Gotta keep it better. I don't know. For real, what you was the breakfast one? I need more um. waffle. Ah, that's a good one. Better than the last breakfast food that I so could have said. Will has to do his now. All right, final round, what's maybe. Your what's your Unless new Ryan says lots yellow. Oh, we made it to yellow. You didn't pick us out one. Here you go, Ryan. Pick us out. Oh no! Throw all the cards everywhere. Here we go. This is our last round, right? I think so. All Ultimate right, here we go. This is what we're doing. No words beginning with F. Are we, and you what? get to ding if we get an F. Yes. If he says anything. Yes. Three, two. Wait, I already did these words. I was like, boy, here we go. These sound familiar. Three, two, go. Not strong. The opposite of weak. My mom's grandma name. You clean the floor with it, it's wet. Mop. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Tuesday, you eat these. Taco. You're not alive, you're... Dead. dead? I, I looked Undead? at it. <laughs> uh, white, yes, correct. White duck, that's elegant. Swan. Goose. Uh, green small guy <laughs> who uh, you celebrate on <laughs> Irish Day. Leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> You wear this on your hip, and it's a zipper, and it's... Fanny pack. Yeah. You put trash in it behind your restaurant. Dumpster? Yes. Yeah. You d it's delicious, and you eat it, and it's filled with cherries Rice. and apple. Hi. <laughs> yes. That time. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I got some points. That, that, yeah. <laughs> Did I? They didn't, they didn't, <laughs> didn't catch all the apps. You got some of them. There was a lot of yeah, ums. Yeah, I, I got like three. There was a lot of ums, for sure. 
I'm glad I didn't have to high five and stand up. Oh, that's a fun game. Yeah, it's a good time, especially if you aren't trying to perform really well on your podcast. There's a lot more ums, (laughs) I think. (laughs) We were failing miserably on the ums yesterday. So our team is much farther along the score track than the other team. We're dangerously dangerously close to the finish There were a lot of dings where I was like, I have no idea why they're dinging. It was us. (laughs) There there were plenty of us. You didn't do a lot of ums, Ryan. You didn't do any, I don't think. Did he? And he did one, I think. He was the only one. And then Larry and Will did a lot of ums. Do you feel like you're a a normally pretty low verbal clutter guy? I used to be a lot less, but as I've grown older and lived with my wife, who's very verbal... (laughs) Uh, you get more cluttery. So I definitely notice it on videos that I don't script, opposed to videos that I do script, that I am searching for words a lot of times. So I like to script my videos. So maybe this game is a mental exercise it to is. help people with their language it's skills. Practice. Or you yeah. can just do it in post. That's what I do for Sarah. <laughs> B-roll, take the ums out. All right. We're going to put in two more pictures here because Sarah said um four times in one sentence. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Play this game every week to practice, guys. There you go. Check it out. Play lots of games. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you had a great time. Hopefully we'll see you at TantrumCon in January. Go to TantrumCon.com to learn more. If we don't see you then, we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive. That's B A R R Y. Greer, South Carolina, 29650.